Hello and welcome to episode four of the All Blacks podcast. I'm Andy Burt and on today's show we have Jessica Pimentel, star of the hit Netflix series Orange is the New Black. One of the great things about the All Blacks is that the team captures the imagination of people from all around the world and Jessica is a perfect example of this. She's a born and raised New Yorker of Dominican Republic descent, an actress, musician and a mega All Blacks fan. When we heard that Jessica was coming to New Zealand, we wanted to find out more about her All Blacks obsession. Have a listen, and I'm sure you'll enjoy this as much as we enjoyed chatting to her. Hey, I'm Dave Coles, and you're listening to the All Blacks Podcast. Welcome to All Blacks Podcast. I'm Andy Burton, and I'm here with Jessica Pimentel from the Netflix series Orange is the New Black. Welcome to New Zealand, Jessica. Thanks for having me. It's a dream come true, actually, to be here. And what on earth are you doing here? I am traveling with my guy who is a musician and he's playing tonight in Auckland at the power station and be, they'll be doing a tour uh, also of Australia shortly after. So this is our, we had a couple of days here in New Zealand to kind of catch up on our jet lag flying in from Sweden, which was <laughs> quite a journey. And the band is Meshuggah. And as an actress and your husband is a musician, you're still a lot of international travel, I take it? Uh, yeah, I mean, also, we're both based in different countries, so we go back and forth a lot to begin with. But this trip is really special because he hasn't been in a while, and this is my first time here, and he knew that I've always wanted to come here. So it was there was no option in saying no to coming here. So I'm really, really happy. First time, and what are your impressions so far of the country? I think it is just so beautiful. It's lovely. The people are lovely. The the um, nature, the the architecture, the culture. I, I really, really love it. I've always wanted to come here, and I'm just so happy. Even though it's a short visit, we've we've really just soaked up the local scene as much as possible. Absolutely. Literally soaked up because it's been raining <laughs> every day. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Hey, uh, I know you've listened to the podcast, so we'll kick off with a quick fire segment called Try or No Try. So we're going to reel off a few things, and um, yeah, let's see what you have to say. So first off is an easy one, I hope. New Zealand. Try. Try. Brilliant. Herbal tea. Try. Man buns. <sighs> well, the thing is, it depends how long the hair is, I think. For example, my guy, his hair is like almost his waist, and sometimes he puts it up, you know, in that little man bun, and it's really hot, like that samurai kind of look. But sometimes it's someone trying too hard, so let's just say no try. No try, no try. What about snow? Try. Game of Thrones? Try. Peanut butter? Try. These are all, you just know me. Did you like look in my... (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know the peanut butter one. How about tattoos? Try. And finally, New York Yankees. Absolutely. Try. Great. And that's a great segue because um, you recently quoted in the Chicago Tribune as saying the All Blacks were your second favorite sporting team behind the New York Yankees. Yes. Can, can you explain that? Well, I mean, I'm my, my family's from the Dominican Republic, so baseball is a very big part of our, cu- our culture. And uh, the New York Yankees are like, you know, for us, the number one. It's like the epitome of baseball it's the most winningest the most successful uh sports team in the in the yeah. sports franchise in the history of sports i mean yeah. that's it so when you're in new york or you're like you don't you know we're not like rooting for the underdog ever yeah. you're just the champions absolutely and to have the all blacks um considered on the same level as new york yankees is pretty special i think for a, for a new zealand kid like myself um and could, could you explain how did you become such a big fan of the all blacks as well this is a, wow, this is a very long story because I, I feel like uh, I was thinking about it knowing that I was coming here and you would probably ask me that. Mm-hmm. There were kind of so many things that led to that. 
Uh, the first one was growing up in New York, you meet people from all over the world. And uh, I, I had a friend in college who uh, was, I guess, Irish, Canadian, Australian, something like that. And he would show up to class sometimes looking like he got in a street fight. And we're like, what are you doing? And he's like, um, I can hold it. You know. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, um, we'd ask him, you know, are you okay? What happened? Did you get in a bar fight or something? He's like, no, I'm playing rugby. And we're like, rugby? I never, I'd never even heard of the sport. Um, so he described it. I'm like, oh, so it's like field hockey. It's like soccer. It's like football. Then you throw each other up, so you're like cheerleading. But like it's like football, you have the thing at the end. But then you have a goalie, you don't have a goalie. But then you wrestle each other. So it's like wrestling, but football. At the time, it just really wasn't clicking for me. Yeah. Um, but uh, we got to watch him, and I, I, I saw like what an exciting sport it was. It is so fast-paced and, and crazy. And, um, and at that time, I was also going to a lot of Native American powwow, so that's yeah. part of my culture as well. Yeah. And there was a time that we were introduced to the Maori Haka for the, for the, at a powwow. And I thought it was just breathtaking. And there were some movies coming out from New Zealand, some great actors that were really impressing me. Um, and, and so that the culture itself spoke to me. And as a matter of fact, my mother always says, I really believe that those are your people. She says, Jesse, every time I see that movie, Whale Rider, that, w that little girl was like you. I think that's your, those are your people, she would say. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> as, a, as a matter of fact, we did the ancestry DNA thing. And she's like, but how much New Zealand? I said, no, New Zealand. It said, no. She goes, that test is stupid. <laughs> so my mom is convinced that I belong here somehow, either in your heart, in your, in your spirit, that these are my people. And um, so... Uh, when he understood that I liked the haka so much, he's like, well, he's Australian, so he wasn't going to tell me about the All Blacks. Yeah. And signature, you know, being a metalhead, we're always in black, you know, yeah. kind of. It's like kind of our signature thing. It's yeah. just all black everything is what we, we say all the time. And uh, just always dressed in black. And, and he kind of put it together. He's like, have you ever heard of the team, the All Blacks? Oh, yeah. No, I just know your team, the, the you know, Bronx you know, Bronx Irish guy is from college or whatever their team was. You know, it's a, a for fun league. That's all I knew. And he's like, uh, he told me that I should probably check him out and I would probably really, really enjoy it. Mm. Like, why? I mean, it's rugby, you're good. I don't need to, you know, look. And then I finally saw a match, you know, I saw a game and, and it was just starting with the haka for me. When you do anything, whether it's a sport, a job, your parenting, or, or creating art, if you have some kind of a spiritual connection behind what you do, an honoring of your culture, of your background, of your spirituality infused in that, yeah. it makes it something that's not no longer ordinary. It makes mm. it something really extraordinary, really special, and the power to really change people's mm. minds and hearts into a, a positive energy. So mm. I saw that, and that was that was sold. Yeah. Plus, you know, winning all the time is great. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Back to world champions. And the haka is um, something pretty special to New Zealand. And the, we're pretty close to the Pacific nations here in Samoa, Tonga and Fiji. They've all got their own yeah. versions of the haka as well. And it's pretty special when you see those nations play each other and actually do their war dances at the same that's time. Amazing. So that's a pretty special experience as well. And I understand you've actually seen All Blacks play live as well. I was so lucky enough to be really persistent on social media and, and beg someone to get me a ticket. And I was invited by USA uh, Rugby 
to be a guest and um and uh I, I was so excited to see that it was going to be soldier field and that it was completely sold out it was massive it was just the amount of people was insane uh but i did let them know that even though i was a usa guest that i would probably be wearing black they were all right with it and then i got in touch with the all black you know nz rugby yeah. and you all were so gracious to me and and helped me get these great seats and, and box with some players that weren't playing that day and i got to meet some people and and it, it was a lovely time i won't you know i won't deny that i might have shed a tear or two yeah. uh watching the match and uh and i got to see the haka live in person and it was like you could hear a pin drop in there so it was beautiful Pretty special moment, and I know that you're only here for a couple of days, so you miss out on actually going to a match, which is over the weekend, but I guess that just means you've got to come back again one day and see the All Blacks live here, hopefully. Absolutely. Whenever, As soon as I get the next chance, I will be back. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that game was back in 2014, and 65,000 people at Soldier Field. Obviously, a lot of Americans there. I mean, they're expats from New Zealand and, and Ireland, but um, do you think the Americans there, what, what did they think of the game, watching it live potentially for the first time? I think um, I feel like a lot of people. If you if you're into let's say football, uh, American football, you'll really get it, um, and it has that kind of that that foreign taste for us of 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 regular football. So it's kind of exotic still, uh, but you see just how brutal these guys go at each other and and ladies as well. Let's not leave out the ladies, uh, but just how brutal the sport can be. But it, but what what I find most interesting is that. There are so many different skill levels required, so many different body types and, and, and uh, so many different specialties. That's what really makes it exciting for me, you know, whereas I feel like basketball, everybody's tall, everybody runs fast, you know, football, everybody's big, everybody's strong, wrestling, everybody, you know, has a great theme song. I don't know what to say about wrestling. Uh, but, but here you see a team that's really made up of so many different looks and specialities and this one's a runner and this one's a hooker and this one's, a, you know, can catch and this one can throw and this one can punch people in the face I don't <laughs> um, it, it's really really amazing and then to see how how much everyone has to work together to get that try you know to get that their scores in uh, is really it's really beautiful because it's it is it's like it's so fluid it's really nice and it uh, the thing that I find most frustrating about American football is that stopping, stopping, stopping all the time. This is just going, man. It's it's intense and it's fast. It's furious. It's all heart. Yeah. It's amazing. I love how you're selling rugby here. I'm, I'm <laughs> sure you're going to get a lot of people excited about the game, which is absolutely fantastic. And also last year, rugby was at the Olympic Olympic Games. Um, sevens rugby, um, females and males playing. Um, did it have much of an impression in the states at all? Uh, from from what I know, I, I'm I'm not quite sure how much of an impression it had yet, but I'm pretty sure that someone somewhere saw that and thought exactly what I thought, especially to watch the female teams because we don't really have these aggressive aggressive female team sports in in the U.S. or most places. Um, so it's really nice to see these women that are strong and powerful and beautiful and talented and 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 you know well spoken and and poised just really really throwing down hard and they're not getting hurt they're not being you know wusses about it they're they just go for it and it's really a wonderful uh sense of empowerment to i think young girls and, and all women to see that yeah i remember leslie jones from ghostbusters fame uh -huh. she actually tweeted about she'd never seen rugby before oh, okay. and she was just blown away by it it's amazing. 
yeah, absolutely blown away. So it's great to see it's, um, I guess, cutting through in the States. Yeah. And um, look, obviously you're a mega fan of rugby. Um, but do you have any? Do, do your friends get into the game as well in the states? Have you converted other people? Uh, my guy, actually, I force him when <laughs> when there is something on because it's really hard to find a place that's that's showing the matches unless it's like finals and championships. If it's just a regular, you know, leading up leading up to something match, um, and also they're on at very odd hours for us because I'm not even sure what day it is right now. So <laughs> uh, the time, the day, I'm not quite sure, but it's usually at some odd hour, like 5 a.m or something for us or 3 a.m. So there aren't any places to watch. So if it is on and I'm awake, you know, we will have a rugby party at home um, and our neighbors hate me. <laughs> really interesting story. Last year, there's an All Blacks test actually up in Auckland. And um, we noticed in the crowd, there was a group of women um, aged between early 20s to 60s, all from America. So we approached them, and they had actually been reading what they called rugby romance novels. It was like Mills and Boone. And there's a yeah, and about 20 of them had travelled all the way to New Zealand to watch rugby. So, um, yeah, there's definitely a bit of potential for it to catch on in the States. Oh, there are some good-looking gentlemen on this team of yours, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, um, look, we'll get into Orange is the New Black okay. now. It's a huge show. Um, actually, look at your filmography. I had a look on IMDb, and pretty impressive. A lot of credits. Um, movie with Edward Norton I saw a couple of years ago it was fantastic. But Orange is the New Black and your character, Maria Ruiz, that seems to have really made a name name for yourself for that one. And um, how, how did you get into the show in the first place? I mean, this all kind of came out of nowhere. It was, um, it was a really hush-hush project. In the beginning, we didn't know what it was. We just knew it was a show on the computer. So, I mean, as an actor that you're like kind of struggling and, and, uh, and you're, you're, you're wondering if this is really the, is this really what I want to do? I want to be on the, on the computer, you know? And I, I actually, I was going through a really hard time at that mo at that point because I had been getting this call back again and again for this other show that I really, really loved. And I, you know, I saw myself in this show and I'm like, I got it. You know, and the, every week I would come back for a callback and there were fewer and fewer girls there. And I'm like, yes, I got it. And then one day I show up and there's like 15 more. And then there were all your friends and everyone's in your phone book. You're like, oh, no, I can't believe this. You know, I created this character. I know her so well. I can't. But during that time, during those callback weeks, I had been going in for the show, like different characters. So I'd gone in for several characters for this show in jail about women in jail on the computer. Um, so I kind of like, ah. and they were like, no, they kept, you know, it's a rejection, basically. You're not cast. But Jen Houston, uh, the casting director, really felt that I belonged on the show. She really wanted to find a place for me. And then I found out who was involved, knowing that it was Genji Cohen, uh, who had done Weeds, and I love that show, and she's done so many great things. Um, so knowing that she was part of it, then it made it kind of a little more intriguing. Uh, but after going through this callback thing with the other show again and again, I was really kind of down and depressed and hurt, and, uh, and I was seeing everything kind of the wrong way. Uh, instead of seeing auditions as opportunities, I just felt like it was just the chance to be rejected again. I didn't want to go through that anymore. Um, and I wasn't taking I wasn't taking the character breakdowns as a challenge or a suggestion. I was taking it as a criticism of myself. Like one of them was, 
you know, character number three, kind of fat, not really pretty, not very smart. And I was like, oh, really? So you call me? You know, I took it as, a, as an insult. And, I was th and that's really not what it's supposed to be. It's just a tool to help the actor kind of figure out maybe where the, where the vision of this character is. Um, but after all these rejections, you know, I was just down and I wanted a break. And I wasn't sure if I wanted to continue with this or just like get a proper job and work, go work for Microsoft and, you know, fix computers and not deal with people again. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was going to be my, yeah. my backup plan. And I, I called up my manager and I said, hey, you know, this is my, I, I can't do this. I, I want to break no more till January at least, and then let's regroup at the in the start of next year. And she said, I was just about to call you because remember that jail show from the computer? They want to see you again. And I said, great, this would be time number four or five. I don't know. I'm like, ugh, I, re I'm, I really don't want to go. I said, I really don't want to go. And she said, Jess, please, you know, Jen really loves you. She really wants you to, she really wants to see you. This is a new character that just popped up. Um, just go in for out of respect for her, um, and and then we're done. Then you won't. Then you'll be off till January. I said, fine. Yeah. Um, what time is it? She said, twelve thirty. I said, can you make it twelve o'clock? Cause there's a sale at Sephora. I need, you know, it's my birthday month, and I get my free little makeup kit and my makeover. So let's move the audition, cause that was more important to me at that point. I said, well, can you tell me about the character? And she said, well, the character's name's Maria. And I was like, whoa, what a shocker, a Latin girl named Maria. You know, <laughs> how stereotypical can we get? I'm in jail. She's like, also, she's very pregnant. I was like, even better. Knocked up in jail. I was like, so let me guess, is my boyfriend a drug dealer? Because I know I'm not married. <laughs> she's like, well, we don't know that yet. And actually, <laughs> as it turns out, sorry, spoilers, if you haven't watched season four yet, but it's been a year. And most people watch it in two days. So, so actually, yes. But um, um, and uh, I went in, and uh, and I kind of that attitude of not caring was really perfect for Maria. Uh, it was a really kind of blown off, not blown off audition, but it just had all that spunk that Maria has because I wasn't nervous and I I hope I get it right. I, I, was, just, I was just like I hope I make it to Sephora on time because. I know it's only till one o'clock and it was really like those jokes were just delivered so dark and dry and and tough that it worked perfectly and she called me back the next day and i started work later that week and the rest is history as as they say fantastic and there could be some good tips here for some aspiring actors as well yeah i think i think uh, one of the things you have to remember is one of the things is a your uh, breakdowns a lot of characters have breakdowns before you go in for an audition it's a breakdown doesn't mean you. A breakdown is a suggestion and a challenge um, to give you some direction, but it doesn't. It don't ever take those personally. If they say really ugly person, <laughs> you know, that's not because they think you're ugly. It's just that's maybe the description of the character. Um, and also, once you leave an audition, leave it in the room. Don't sit there holding on to it um, because 99.9% .9 of the time that you don't get something. If you know you went in there doing your best, well prepared, um, you left the room better with better energy than when you walked in, you did everything you could, you did everything right, and you still don't get it, 
most of those reasons are things that you cannot control. You're too tall, you're too short, you're too young, you're too old, you're too skinny, you're too fat. You look too much like the lead character. You don't look enough like the lead character. These are things that are out of your hands. So there's so many things behind the scenes that we never think about as actors and we beat ourselves up. What did I do wrong? Maybe I should have laughed here. I should have taken a longer pause there. It's never, it's very rarely that. Unless you come in totally unprepared, disrespectful, I mean, which I, I hope if you're serious about your craft, you don't. Uh, you, it's just like, you know, in rugby, you have to do your warms up, do your warm ups, do your exercise, do your training, or you're not going to be any good yeah. when it's time to throw down, you know. Absolutely. And there'll be a lot of aspiring rugby players listening to that. So I think there's lessons they can take as well. Uh, just one more thing on Orange is the New Black. Um, when it, when it kicked off 2013, Netflix wasn't what it is today. It must be quite satisfying now that it's the effectively the number one show on TV and, and of course, on Netflix. Yes, uh, I think the Netflix kind of mentality and setup has completely changed the way we watch television. Netflix originally was really just for movies, you know, and I remember the first days of Netflix, it was like some dude knocks on your door with you, like, you, hey, you Jess, yeah, here's your movie, you know? <laughs> and then you you'd stick them in the mailbox and they'd come back, they'd mail them to you, and that's kind of how it was, these movies that you would get every once in a while. And then you could pick them on the computer, and then once they started introducing that TV format, where you could go back and watch one of your favorite shows all in a day or two if you were sick or something. Yeah. Now we've kind of gotten used to that format so much that it's almost like a new show will come out and we don't feel that obligation to be sitting down at 8 o'clock with the TV on to watch it. You just wait a few episodes and then we'll catch up with it later with the on demand or on Netflix or something like that. Absolutely. Now moving on to another well, another one of your talents, actually, um, music. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Yes, hi. <laughs> Tell us a bit about that. Um, yeah, I am a singer and co-composer in a band called Alakine's Gun, a black metal band, because all black everything, apparently. Um, and we're based out of New York. Uh, we have two EPs out, and we're currently working on our first full length, which is, yeah, super fun. Brilliant. And do you have a preference, music or acting? I could never choose because they are both completely different and they, they inspire different things in, in me and different people and they're just two completely different arts. I would never try to compare them and I would never want to have to choose. And uh, what's next for Jessica Pimentel now? Australia. <laughs> Actually, I'll be, I'll be doing some meet and greets and some interviews and I'll be on uh, TV and a morning radio show on Monday. Can't quite think of the name right now. We can, I can always send you that. Um, but so we'll be doing a tour of Australia, and then once that is done, I'll be filming a uh, an independent film, and then going back to Orange for season six. Fantastic. Hey, and um, look, we hear a bit, bit of you on social media, and can you let the people out there know where they can find you on social media? Absolutely, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram under the Crusher zero zero seven is my handle there. So yeah, and um, I also have Facebook Jessica Pimentel. You type that in, you'll find me, no problem. <laughs> Jessica, it's been a pleasure talking to you, and uh, we'll catch up with you online next time the All Blacks are playing. Okay, can't wait. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the All Blacks podcast, and please subscribe to us on iTunes. If there are any guests you'd like to hear from or topics you'd like to learn more about. Drop us a line across the All Black social media channels. We'd love to hear from you. This is me signing off, and we'll catch you on the next episode.